We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up and welcome in everybody. It's the OBR Film Breakdown. It is uh, a little different. We usually do an immediate reaction show, but there was so much to be spelled out from the games of this Sunday, week 18, that we wanted to get together after we had a clear picture. So you obviously get myself and Andrew Spade, who are going to take you through the Browns game and then jump and talk about what's to come in the playoffs as everything has been decided. And it was a wild, wild day of outcomes that uh, I feel like this happens every year and people don't want to believe that it's going to happen, Andrew. These games where teams that you're not expecting to really care all too much end up caring more than you expect and then thus turning some um, unexpected outcomes now that we have gambling in the state some of those things start to get a little uh little wonky for people who think they can predict week 18 games i think what you said while we picked those games on the weekend episode is very true never bet week 18 football it's never going to go you think don't do it don't do it although it is worth celebrating that i did i held you off uh, in week 18 for a, a victory. Wow, you looked early. Yeah. We usually don't even look until the next weekend. This, no, this is this unbelievable. One this one mattered. Unbelievable yeah. early celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, won't, I won't ever forget this. Now, <laughs> let's talk uh, We'll talk about bad football. We'll talk about the Browns. So it's 31-14 is your final. Uh, it's the least interested I have been in a Browns game in a while, Andrew. Mm-hmm. I will say I did tasks during the game, and I haven't done that in a minute. But I think I felt the same way as many of the players that were on the football field. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So the way that this unfolded for me, Jake, is I, I turned the game on a little late because I was doing other stuff and I knew this one, you know, it didn't matter. So we kind of all had a different attitude coming into it. And the first thing I saw right after I turned it on was a graphic from CBS outlining all the players from the Browns that weren't supposed to play. And I, we, you know, Stefanski kind of kept it under his hat. We knew Flacco wasn't going to play. We knew Garrett wasn't going to play. I didn't know it was going to be 20 some guys. And so when I saw that list, I was just taken aback a little bit because I, I didn't think they were going to go so far into not caring. And I, I would, I think that message got all the way to the players because yeah, they, there was just a distinct lack of interest, especially from the jump, right? The first quarter, if that tempo in the first quarter had kept up, this would have been a 50, 60 to nothing game yeah. because it was, it was varsity against JV there in the first quarter. It, it turned around, especially in the second half, because I think the Bengals lost interest. 
And it all, you know, the, that's what they, the way these meaningless games kind of tend to go is they start interesting and then really sputter out. The, the defense did play a little bit better in the second half, but part of that is the, the Bengals just being disinterested and pulling their starters then, and at which point things got a little more even. But yeah, I think the big takeaway was just how much the Browns saw this as an opportunity to rest and get healthy for the playoffs. We weren't sure how far they were going to go in that direction. They went as far in that direction as they could, I think, logistically with a 53-man roster. You know, I haven't looked at, at the teams that had these sorts of decisions, Andrew, like Kansas City was one of them. Um, there weren't a ton of teams with nothing on the line, but also one team in that had secured pretty much their entire playoff destiny. But the Browns having a week five bye probably plays so largely into that that Kevin has a couple choices, which you and I tended to outline throughout the week, which is you can treat this as a true bye week where you're just removing everybody who has any influence on the important parts of offense and defense from the game, treat it as a true get yourself ready for the playoffs week, or you could try to roll your momentum, play your guys early, roll your momentum, and then take them out and go from there. They treated it as a bye week. Now, again, I don't know if this has any influence. The, the, the smart part of my brain tells me that it will have zero bearing on what happens with Houston coming up, but there is a little bit of the risk of taking your guys out and having that whole like 31 to 14 final seep into your vibe. And I don't think it, I mean, listen, this is, we're playing hypotheticals here. I don't think it will, but there is that risk that sort of looms when you take this rolling engine that the Browns have been lately and remove it and, and, and remove it from like that continual successive momentum. Now I will say uh, the, 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 it seems like most of the teams that were on the road tend to like, we don't want to make this trip. This game has no outcome uh, that is going to move anything here. We're just not, we don't want to be doing this. And it was obvious that the Bengals starters wanted to finish their year strong. I was stunned that they were playing Jamar Chase. Imagine Jamar Chase pops an Achilles in that game. Like yeah. I couldn't believe yeah. they were risking some of those guys. Now like a Joe Mixon chasing a bonus. Cool. Right. Got it. Fine. I will say on the lead up pod, Andrew, I did say, if you want to pick two guys for two touchdowns, Yoshivas was one of them and, and Joe Mixon. I could have made some real money today, but I didn't uh, because I have no, no, no gambling luck, but my dart throws worked out. But like you could just tell that the Bengals had intentions in this game and the Browns were just staring at their wristwatch sort of thing. So again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this game is not going to change anything. I did tweet out that it would have been cool for them to get their 12th win, which would have been the second time since 1949. They had 12 wins in a season, but ultimately... I don't really think it has much of a bearing on the wild card round of the playoffs. Do you? I hope it doesn't because I, I think the only way it could have a, bear, a bearing is is negative. Although I suppose they, they did get rested up uh, a lot of their key players. So maybe that helps them come out a little bit more strongly. So yeah, I, I it's like my premise with this from last week talking to you was, I don't know. I'm not in the building. I don't know the ins and outs of this stuff. So it's hard for me to sit on the sidelines and judge. I am surprised that they went so far towards not caring. I didn't see that coming, but I, as I said, I, you, you have to trust that the coach has the best handle on where things are at for his team. And so they, they got their time off. Another reason it works out is because they've got the first game. They're going Sunday at four 30. So they're back on a plane headed to Houston what, on, on Friday afternoon. So, yeah. Um, They've got a short week, relatively. I mean, you know, they're back in Cleveland tonight, but it's a short week, and they'll be leaving on Friday to go to Houston. So 
they I wonder if they had any that. inkling on that, Andrew. Any inkling about yeah. the slots that they could fit I into mean, and knowing that a Saturday versus a Sunday or Monday. Right. I don't know. I'm just it's talking. The, the, the Saturday afternoon is the AFC South Memorial slot because nobody yeah. cares about any of those four teams. So they always get pigeonholed there. Um, you know, there was a little bit of a, a, a thinking that maybe the Browns could get that Monday night slot, Stroud versus Flacco, but yeah, I think their 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 big time game is going to be the second second game if they get to go to Baltimore. That Flacco in Baltimore game is going to be a, a real gem. I think that would be to me that would be right up there with a Bills Chiefs rematch or whatever else the schedule might spit out. But yeah, I I I, I think the way I would just leave it, Jake, is they made the decision they made. I don't think even if you know, even if things go wrong in Houston, I don't think you can point to this as being the thing that that did it. I'm not, I'm definitely not going all in and saying that this was a mistake. I was yeah. just caught off guard by how far in that direction they went. I understand it, and I'm. I it was just, frankly, it's never fun to watch the team that you root for and and analyze go out and lay an egg. It's not. It's not enjoyable. And like you said, you kind of tune out pretty quickly because. There's some bad memories there, man. When they're just getting run up and down the field, it's it's like it's six years ago, and it's just yeah. I I don't I don't want that in my in my brain. I just don't like seeing that stuff. It really puts me in a bad headspace. Yeah, largely ignored it. I mean, that's what I did. I'll break down the film and get a feel for like giving you guys what players played well. I don't expect any of you to have cared, and I don't expect any of you to care much about the film that comes out. That's kind of the role of this podcast and the and the Monday chalk talk is to. Uh, give you those answers so that you don't have to waste your time doing it. That's the general idea here. Listen, quickly, stats. Jeff Driscoll proved to be the fifth best quarterback the Browns put on the field. And tough circumstances for him coming in and starting this quickly. He goes 13 of 26, 122, a couple touchdowns, a couple awful first half interceptions. They really set the tone for the game. Um, David Bell catches those two touchdowns. I thought there were some encouraging momentum moments for David Bell. We'll talk about why that's important in just a minute. He catches four for 68, Cedric Tillman, three for 43, Jerome Ford, who had to play all of a sudden when Pierre Strong, who had 14 carries for 65 yards left with a back injury. Jeff Driscoll runs seven times, 33 yards. You have uh, another player have a meaningful game in the receiving department. Jordan Akins, three catches, 24 yards. Uh, Defensively led by Tony Fields, nine tackles. Kanasich was seven, although he might have missed seven others. Deron Harmon, seven. Uh, Sam Kamara, who is... He's a practice squad player, man. No no disrespect, just not really. He's a, such a tweener. Seven tackles. Wright had six. McGuire, five. David Bell, five. It's important to note that Isaiah McGuire and Alex Wright both had a sack in the game as well. And then a really nice athletic interception there by DeAnthony Bell uh, to, to bring in that first half interception. That was the only one they got of Jake Browning, who threw for 156 and three touchdowns. So um, that's all from the game side, Andrew. We do have... Cedric Tillman in concussion protocol, which is certainly noteworthy because he plays a really high volume of snaps and does some, some, you know, he's had moments of real ugliness, but he's also had moments of like important parts of some of the plays that haven't involved him. So there is going to have to be an alteration there that probably leads to, to David Bell. But we, we did mention Pierre strong, the back injury don't feel great about him. So maybe you see an elevation for, um, for Kelly this week and then a minor injury to Shelby Harris's shin is what we've heard about so far. That's what we have at least after the game. Uh, So, I mean, the the Tillman thing lingers a little bit, right? Yeah, it does. He's, he's a starter for them. So, you know, you've, you've lost a starter to injury potentially for this week, especially on a short week. They've got six days 
for him to clear protocol to go to Houston. So I, I'm not optimistic. The only bright spot there is that David Bell did play really well. So do you feel okay with Cooper, Moore, and Bell as your three players, as your three starters at wide receiver, perhaps? I mean, obviously, the, with Flacco at this point, they're running so much two tight end stuff that they're not living in 11 the way that they were earlier in the season. But uh, yeah. And I thought, you know, you mentioned Jordan Aiken's name. I, 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 man, I, he's a better receiver, a more natural receiver than Harrison Bryant and should be more Without involved a doubt. than Harrison Bryant. So I, that's one thing that I broke down before the year that I've been surprised that he hasn't found a more meaningful impact in the passing it's game. It's noticeable. And uh, I, I would love to see him kind of take, because Flacco does find those guys, right? He's finding Najoku a ton. He will find Aikens and he has a little bit, but Bryant is is on too many of those routes for me because he's a catch and fall down guy and it just doesn't ever go anywhere. Um, yep. Yeah, so the strong and the Tillman things are are interesting. With this, the two things that we've kind of talked about for the past few weeks in terms of figuring out uh, another running back, and then um, I had mentioned at one point the Donovan Peoples Jones trade. I'll just say it again, man. Like in a playoff situation, they they you know they they made the choice midseason. They chose a. 2025 sixth round pick over having Donovan Peoples Jones for this run. Now, where they were midseason, maybe they didn't think they were going to be here. I don't know, but be nice step to have. It'd be that, nice step to have. There's that, no doubt that one's still still sticking with me a little bit, to be honest with you. So um, that, and then the running back situation, not you know, not kind of resting on their laurels with that over the past few weeks. So you, you wonder, does John Kelly come up and play a role? Who is it that takes over from Pierre Strong? I think that's an open question as well. Good, good things to point out. Again, not things that are going to derail the season, but they are blank spaces between some spots that you would like to uh, to have avoided going into a wild card game, right? So listen, it's a game that we all try to ignore for the most part. I do like that they finished relatively strong. Uh, that gives them maybe a little bit more of a, of a vote of confidence leaving that game than the way that it started. Um, but I think we'll probably do our best everyone out there to forget this game even happened as as quickly as tomorrow morning when you wake up because there are bigger and better things to discuss we'll eventually get to the offseason where we'll have those questions about is the depth good enough not just as special teams players but as guys who in games like this get on the field and can hold their own those are important discussions we'll have those like we said during the offseason but for now very important playoff things to discuss, a rapidly moving NFL in week 18, and we're going to break it all down for you right after this break. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So why would you go Game Time? They have flash deals, last-minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats. Like I said, before you buy them, you buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they're sent directly to your phone. All right. So you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that game time app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets, create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co, but I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so listen, (laughs) it's hard to break down what happened here without, first of all, noting that the Pittsburgh Steelers NFL's darling of luck find a way in and they really found a way in pretty quickly they had two outcomes they needed Bills or Jaguars and the Jaguars go to Tennessee and I should have known this a Vrabel team at home yeah should have known better Um, as you can tell they were involved in some of my betting slips Tennessee 28-20 winners Jacksonville goes from like what six weeks ago being a team fighting for the one seed Mm-hmm. Having a, a like ninety five percent chance to make the playoffs, lose five of six, and they're out of the playoffs entirely. So and they deserve that it. is that's the first time they definitely deserve it. Trevor Lawrence looked really bad, but a ton of misses. Offense was didn't, terrible. Running didn't game, capitalize. Game. Yeah, hundred percent down on the goal line. Mm-hmm. So that's the first big domino because we we all at least expected Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore, given who Baltimore was sitting out. So that's the first one. I mean, the the game last night, which you and I haven't talked about, was the Houston-Indianapolis game. I talked about it with Brad Ward on the pregame show, but you're open to, 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 you know, riff on that one a little if you want, Andrew. I thought it was a really impressive, and it's everything that we're worried about with C.J. Stroud, right? Like, he can just make these anticipatory throws, and he has no fear making throws on end breakers Mm -hmm. with pressure in his face. Mm -hmm. He is able to erase pressure at a really, really high rate. And that's why we had them ranked last, Mm -hmm. which again, we'll we'll talk about teams we wanted to see the Browns face. But the thing that I want to say about that game is that was a playoff game. That was an environment, primetime playoff game. So when people say rookies have these terrible track records in debuts, 
brother, he debuted right then and there. Maybe it didn't have a playoff stamp on the field, but that was a playoff winner. You're done scenario. And he did it. That is who CJ Stroud is. That is who you're getting in whatever that stadium is now called used to be reliant. What is it now? Like NRG stadium or something like that. That's the guy you are getting when you go there. That's not case Keenum. That's not Davis mills. So that's going to be a challenge. And I do want to say the question I do want to ask you from a hypothetical stance is about Steichen's management at the end. And given that the Browns could be in a similar scenario, do you think he handled that right? Taking the time out, seeing what the defense was going to do, taking that time out, or would you have preferred him to hold on to that and just kind of go out and run a fourth down play? You know, yeah. I mean? because that's the decision that swayed the game. Yeah, you got to hold on to your timeouts there because you, you yeah. get another bite at the apple. And uh, he, he I, I, yeah, I think if you do that, you have to be beyond certain that your play call is going to work and probably that you have a play call that doesn't involve a large margin for error. And when you're using your third string running back and your second string quarterback to try and complete a, a swing pass, there's a margin for error. So I, I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, too cute gets thrown around a lot in regards to Kevin Zafanski. I thought that definitely deserved the label of, I mean, it's open, right. And, and the pass hits the guy in the hands, but I, I don't know, man, that's not how I would want that to go. I would, I would want you to be a little more decisive there and leave, leave yourself more options. But, uh, yeah, I mean, also the way they were running it, having Jonathan Taylor on the sidelines for that uh, is hard hard to stomach as well. So yeah, I thought the Colts left some opportunities on the field there. I, I thought, all things considered, they played pretty well, uh, you know, given that they w- went out and, and gave up what they gave up on that first touchdown pass from Stroud to Collins. So talking about Stroud, yeah, I think that the, the concern is, is that he has exactly the type of arm talent ability that should pose a real threat to a a man heavy team like the Browns and Nico Collins, you know, there's no tank Dell anymore, but Nico Collins is a big physical receiver. It'll be a, it'll be a tall task for any of the Browns cornerbacks to, to really shut him out given the way that Stroud can deliver the ball. Right. And so I think that combination is concerning. Um, And I think, I think the the way that they're running the ball right now is is with with the the proper threat of Stroud. I think that opens up their run game in a way that it wasn't open for them when it was Keenum back there uh, when the Browns were just down there on Christmas Eve. So I don't feel yeah they were third on on my list of AFC South teams for a reason. I mean, you watch that Jaguars team today. If they could have just figured out a way to win that game, I I wouldn't even consider the thought that the Browns would go down to Jacksonville and lose to them. It's, yeah. it would, it felt so clear. It's very weird rooting for a team to win. So you, your team can beat them the next week. It's a strange one too, but uh, yeah, I think that, I think it'll be a great game is, is how I'm kind of early thinking about Houston is that it's going to be a really great challenge for the Browns defense and a, a should be a good opportunity for the Browns offense. It sure was a few weeks ago. So yeah, the Texans open as two-point underdogs at home, and I, I will say I'm pretty surprised by that. I thought I thought they would be favored. So I ultimately see that line moving because I think people are going to hammer the Texans getting points at home. I really do. So uh, if you want to get in on that early, I would suggest getting in on that number early because I think it's going to ultimately move to almost a borderline pick them is my yeah, I, final I think- number. 
yeah, I think pick makes sense. I, I was, I was with you. I thought the Texans would be a slight favorite. I was like four points off on this line. So maybe a little too skeptical of what the Browns have been doing recently. I, I mean, I think that Jake, a lot of it comes down to is, is what we saw the, you know, the Browns offense do against the Jets, against the Texans, against the Bears. Is that really who Joe Flacco is? Because if they can kind of keep that level of performance, then I think you you still feel fairly confident that defense, offense, balance, they're better than this Houston team. But um, yeah, I I I, I I'm <laughs> maybe cynical enough from being a Browns fan for so long that I need to see it again in a, in in that playoff environment to believe it. Well, Flacco slept through most of today's game. I don't even know that he went in during halftime. I, I genuinely don't know. He was so annoyed to have to be there. Just it put a blanket on him. He's fine. Just put a blanket on him and leave him. He's fine right there. He's fine right there. Bring him a little cocoa when you come back out. He's fine. Yeah, don't don't bother fine. him. Don't bother him. It was funny to see, you know, he just looks so grumpy. Like Yeah, he's, his, right, his resting face is very, like, you know, it's not quite... And nobody was talking to him. They right. could like it's yeah. like a resting bitch face. Exactly. For, for, yeah. No, no it's no. it's very interesting that he's got that and then is such an affable guy when he's when he's engaged with somebody. But when you kind of catch him on his in his sort of in his thoughts, he, he does not look pleased to be where he is. Yeah, you want to know why Joe didn't want to sign on to be someone's third string guy. That's why he can't handle that. <laughs> the joints have to get lubed up. It's got to be able to go and, and continually keep going. Well, it's going to be plenty just... warm indoors next weekend. So that that part you don't have to worry about, at least, right? Right on. All right, games that mattered that we should cover real quick that had uh, playoff implications. Tampa Bay wins 9 nothing. Uh, hits a couple two-run home runs. They are hosting the Eagles, and uh, we'll go through this in a minute. But those are two teams that are headed in different not different because I think they're both playing bad football. Like Tampa Bay is not playing well. They right. back, they beep beeped into the playoffs, man. Mm-hmm. Like that egg you laid against New Orleans, and then this one where they couldn't even muster a touchdown against Carolina. Yeah. So they're in. They they take care of that game. New Orleans, Atlanta ultimately doesn't matter. Although New Orleans, did you see their final play? I did. It's, I sure uh, did. Ticked the, off Arthur Smith, and it sounds like thing, he might be done. Yeah, it was really beautiful. That was the NFC South at its finest. Just. It's all shenanigans. Sound and fury signifying nothing, right? These guys, they go out and they do all this stuff and then they have a 500 record and go home in the first round. It's like, why'd you guys even bother? Yeah, so that one, uh, like we said, rendered New Orleans, Atlanta moot. And then uh, other games that matter from like a get-in perspective, um, we had, let me just make sure that I go through the right games. We already talked about Jacksonville, Tennessee. That one was like the the early game that swung so much about because the bills were then already in when they got with Miami. Mm -hmm. It was just a seeding thing. So that one goes in one direction. Green Bay takes care of business. Mm -hmm. I think Jordan Love is pretty good. That was a fun game to watch too. It was. The the Bears defense is is definitely for real and they they stifled what the Packers want to do. But I think the Packers, Jake, it's lining up really, really nicely. Cowboys seven and a half point favorites over the Packers, I think right now. Yeah, this is yours. You like Mike, this one. Mike McCarthy, Packers coming in. I mean, it, uh-huh. boy, it's it's as good as it gets for the Packers winning this on a field goal. Right on. I like that. We'll be interested. We'll be talking about that in about five days, folks. Right. So be tuned in. Um, also, Andrew won, if you haven't already heard. So just want to remind you guys of that. Uh, so listen, the Philly-Tampa Bay game, because Philly is going south. That is yeah. a disaster. Wow. They lose 27 to 10 when they had a chance to clinch the division mm-hmm. and get their doors blown off. Like that 27, 10 feels closer than it really even yeah, was. Yeah, it was a late touchdown. Yeah. 
So that Tampa Bay Philly game, which we're going to again go through the bracket here in just a minute, has <laughs> real clunker implications tied to that one. Um, yeah, that, Dallas, that should be yeah. the Saturday four thirty. I'm sorry, but that should be. No, I agree. That should agree. be the early nobody cares game when everybody's still out living their lives. The fact that the Browns didn't get that Monday night slot does kind of bother me a little bit. It rankles yeah. a little bit. Helps maybe the Browns in the next one, but still a little annoying. Uh, L.A. Uh, takes care of business out in San Francisco. That was a good win for them, especially starting Carson Wentz. And, and a kind of cool thing that Puka Nakua got the record, right? The record that was held forever. When was the year of that record? I can't even remember. It was like the 70s, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't have that off the top of my head. But he, yeah, incredible stuff for him. Really impressive that fifth-round rookie is the best wide receiver in football, maybe? Yeah, that's that's nuts. Certainly it's in the top what, 10. I mean, I was, you know, he's a top, top 10 guy. Top receiver top is, is a joke, but he's a top 10 receiver, and that's yeah. incredible for a, a fifth-round rookie out of BYU. It's, I mean, Could, couldn't stuff. find a better player scheme fit than that one. He just yeah. does all the things yeah. they love out there. So Such a Dallas, great example of how the draft works, too, because the Rams yep. obviously loved him but knew they could get him in the fifth. It's just the draft is – such a unique animal and the Rams continuing to not have early picks and find these guys later is, is amazing. Um, anyway, Dallas wins the NFC East, which is a different winner every single year now for like 19 years. That's kind of unfathomable, especially considering how long Washington has been bad that that run has continued to flip over and over again. So they come back, which if we talked about that three weeks ago, it's like no way the Eagles give up the division, right? They give it up. And then the huge one tonight, which was Buffalo just fumbling the ball all over the quarterback, making mistakes everywhere. And Miami, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Miami's so beat up. I don't even really know what to think of them. It's clear now Tua has to overcome instead of, you know, uh, put places into space and he can't do it. So they're not a team like that. Buffalo is not a team to fear. They're a little bit of a fearful group because they can catch hot out of nowhere and Josh sure. can do some things, but he's going to give you enough chances to make it move. Like well, they're... and then Russell Douglas went down tonight. He might be, you don't know what his, they don't have any cornerbacks. They're playing Christian Benford out there. So yeah, it's a, you know. A, well, they like, they right. like, but that's yeah. it. That's yeah, their yeah, guy. Yeah, and they're, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, it, it, they're, they're gettable. Yeah, I think the, the overall feeling, we'll talk about it in a second. The, the overall feeling of, of, the playoffs in general is that there's, I don't know. I don't see any truly elite teams, but I'm looking well, that's at the, the, that's the real point, Andrew, is that there is nobody to fear in right. the AFC right now. Yeah. I'm looking at the Dolphins schedule again. We, obviously they beat the Cowboys by two at home. I guess their second most impressive win is when they hung 70 on the Broncos. That's, that's probably, that's when everyone was loving them. Other than that, it's a bunch of circus shows. If you look at the quality of their opponents, it's unbelievable not just from the fact of how many points they scored on the Broncos, but I also think that's the second best team they played. And, it's, and been, beat, it's been and a wild beat. schedule. Yeah, no, I agree. They didn't beat it's anybody of consequence unbelievable. this year. Two losses to the Bills, a loss to the Eagles, loss to the Chiefs, a loss to the Ravens. Their losses are only to good teams and then the Titans thrown in there. And Josh all, Allen now ten and two against the Dolphins in his entire NFL career. So there's so, that stigma. Yeah, I I, I I can't believe the Miami schedule. It's another this collapse. Season. It's it's yeah. wild. Yeah, and then for them to end up with this golden opportunity at home to wrap up the division and hand it to Buffalo like that. If I if you're if there are such a thing as Dolphins fans, they got to be sick. <laughs> they have to because that's another team like the Jaguars that just gave it away. They they gave that thing away, and the Bills go from a team at six and six we thought were out of it 
to now being the two seed, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The, the, the switcheroo that the Eagles and the Bills have, have had since they played is, is as dramatic as it gets. <laughs> you had your hands up for a moment and I was trying to figure out why. And I just clicked into our chat and yeah. your boy, Arthur Smith, no longer the coach of the Because It was funny because Arthur blank left the game and he wouldn't yeah. talk to mm-hmm. anytime an owner leaves a decision making game. Yeah. Especially one that ends 48, 17 quietly. quietly doesn't talk to reporters yeah. says you guys have a good, have a good break or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's over. It's a yeah. wrap buddy. So he got to thump his chest and be a little bit mad out there at midfield. But hey, man, it's like Jameis said, score was 41-17. It's not that right. big a deal. Yeah, you know? no, it's it's very it's very fitting that that's the way he goes out yelling at somebody else for something that he did. That's exactly a perfect encapsulation of who he was as a head coach. And uh, good riddance is really all I can say. Yeah, he's a coordinator. He's not a head coach. Yeah. He's decent. He should go right back though. to Tennessee, frankly. Vrabel should welcome him right back. That might be what happens. Andy. Do that again. Yeah, and and uh, actually, I wouldn't enjoy that because that would make Tennessee a little bit more confident. Yeah, I, I think it's a win-win, side. yeah. All right, so anyway, let's go through the matchups. We have uh, on the NFC side, your one seed is the Niners, as we already knew, and then it gets interesting. Your 4-5 is Tampa Bay hosting Philadelphia. So Tampa Bay will host Philadelphia, like we mentioned, uh, on the Monday night game, an 8 o'clock kick, obviously, on ESPN. So that's the last playoff game we'll get this week. The 3-6, we got it, baby. The, the Rams are heading to the Lions. Can't wait to watch that one. That's a Sunday night game. I love that slot. It's going to be some good storylines. I know the NBC thing sucks for a lot of you people that are DirecTV folks. I really hope that gets rectified in a week's time. There's going to be a lot of pressure. Considering the top 100 most watched uh, TV shows or whatever TV slots, I don't even know how to name it, we're like programs? 96 of them. Programs. programs, perfect. Where football games, the pressure is going to be ramped up to get that figured out. So hopefully you guys get a chance to watch those. Uh, otherwise better have some illegal streaming services lined up and ready to go. The other NFC one. And I, I really like those other two, the Tampa Philly game, blah, but blah, you know, LA heading to Detroit to play that one. And then you, like you mentioned too, there's the old school, I think of like Madden 95 mm-hmm. green Bay, Dallas, mm-hmm. you get that one. So that one is going to be, uh, it's the four thirty Fox kick. And again, that's so fitting. Think about yeah, all those John Madden, it's yeah, past it's summer all iconic endeavors. It's iconic, and, and as I said before, very excited for the Packers to pull off that upset. I will absolutely have them on the money line. Smells like it, folks. Number one seed, the Ravens on the AFC side. We know that we get Browns in Houston. I love getting the Saturday slot. To be honest, get it over with. We got some time afterwards to chat. We'll do a pregame show for that one, guys. So be tuned into that around maybe. 345 or so we'll get together and just do some pregame stuff on the OBR YouTube and Twitch and then uh, a chance to talk about those late games like we can't come on here at midnight it's not that fun like let's let's uh let's yuck it up when we start talking about who the Browns get in the next round that'll be a lot of fun it's an NBC game so you're not going to get peacocked out of this game which is nice right you get uh I believe the commentator group is Noah Eagle Ian Eagle's son and then Todd Blackledge so You know, there's that. You know, uh, there's that. <laughs> it's not uh, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, no, got that's that right. going for us. Yeah, that's right. We've got that. We've got that Jonathan Vilma. The rest of the year. Yeah. So, no, I, I I agree with you. It is. I when it was looking like it could be the Monday night, I was a little dismayed just because that's such a long wait. But long wait. Saturday afternoon will be here before you know it, and uh, yeah, let's get it going, man. I, I as I said before, I fully expected to be a very good game. I don't think it's going to be easy for the Browns, but I do think obviously they find a way to get it done because this is this is their year, man. 
This is their year, and we are going to break that game down over the course of the week. So we'll have all of our thoughts on that. Other games to wrap up here. Kansas City will be hosting Miami. So quite intrigued, Andrew, because Kansas City, not very good. Miami yeah. could go in there and beat them. So the that game, that game. Oh, it's going to be spicy. It looks Saturday like night game. Zero, something like that. And it's going to be some snow before it, I heard, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And so and I, I really like the angle where the the Peacock game that is only available on a streaming service, Jake, mm-hmm. is the one that has all the Taylor Swift fans interested in it. That particular little tweak That's I find very, very interesting because it, very interesting. It, it's going to be really funny how that all unfolds on Saturday night. We did this to ourselves with all these streaming on demand things. And now we got 14 different subscriptions you have to have. You know, kind of just miss cable, Andrew, the old school cable. Can't, can't do it I, anymore though. Are we I too far gone? When, I miss cable when it was like 60 bucks a month. Yeah, that's true. If you could take yeah. me back 20 years to when cable cost what it should cost, then yeah, let's do cable again. But, uh, it, there's no good answer here. And I'll tell you that that's, that's at the, the top of the list is them putting playoff games on a streaming only solution. I, there's a sick part of me, Jake, considering that it's not the Browns game. I kind of hope that the whole thing crashes and nobody can watch it for like a half hour. So that would be a and very peacock. Like, right. Like, right. You don't like the office on, man. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> well, parks and rec over office guys. Put that Amen, for more opinion Amen. out there. All right, I did send a picture of uh, friends were talking about the Ohio State-Indiana game, and I sent the Ron Swanson pointing at Bobby Knight photo, and nobody understood, and I was really sad. Yeah, that, is, that hurts. That hurts a little bit. Hurt. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be intrigued by that. And then we get uh, Bills and then Steelers. Um, I'm yeah. sure the Bills are quite happy to get the Steelers. They get them for the Sunday 1 o'clock CBS kick. Or if you want to stream it on Paramount Plus, you can do that. I'm honestly surprised we didn't just have to have Paramount Plus only to watch that. Mm-hmm. But that's your slate. Listen, man, the outcome that is uh, now difficult. We had some outcomes where we could see the Browns potentially get a home playoff game, but it's really hard to see Pittsburgh beating Buffalo on the road. So you're looking at more than likely ending up in Baltimore for the second round. So, Yeah, you just need one of those two, Pittsburgh and Miami, to come through. I would prefer that that trip to Baltimore be the AFC championship game. I would prefer that. But uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I There's a part of me, Jake, that just feels like the Steelers could potentially do the funniest thing ever on, on Sunday. It's not that I think that they're a better team because I don't. I don't think the Steelers – I think the Steelers are like the, I don't know, 15th best team in the league, something like that. But they find a way. It's their yeah. whole brand, right? And the Bills, uniquely this season, have give been incredibly away. good at finding a way to give away games. Mm-hmm. So those two, they're kind of a match made in heaven in that specific way. And I, I I, think it would be very, very funny for the Bills to get super hot, end up winning the division, earn a home playoff game, and piss it away to the Steelers. That would be very funny to me. It would be funny. I did see here uh, 11 degrees is the forecast kickoff yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah, it's going to be a bit, for a bit jarring for the Dolphins. So if the Dolphins and Steelers pull off the miracle, the Browns would get the Dolphins at home in a divisional I'm into that. game. I'm into that too. I'm into that. That would be a lot of fun. All right, man. Well, that's it. That's enough. We'll, we'll talk about the Texans in the coming days, but the playoff series stuff here is set. It's good to go. Wild card weekend should be fun. Uh, I really look forward to pretty much all of these games even the one that you have to use a subscription to watch it. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm excited about it, man. A couple on the NFC side are really good. And then uh, the AFC is just so wide open, Andrew. I can't wait to see how it unfolds, man. I'm excited for the Browns to be a part of this in a, in a way that is unique where so many of these playoffs, like oh, Tom Brady, oh, Chiefs are unbeatable. It's not even fun to be in this thing. Yeah. No, man, they're in a wide open playoff race here. There's one team in the NFL that has beaten both of the number one seeds. I wonder who that is. Yeah. Something oh, it's your about. Cleveland Browns. It's your Cleveland freaking Browns. Not afraid of any team in these playoffs. The Browns, on their day, can outplay any team in the playoffs. And I think that there's a case to be made that the Browns are as strong of a contender in the AFC as any other team. And I think we all know that you get any team, including Baltimore, into a one-game situation. And I'll say this. I have... Recently heard from some folks in Baltimore, the idea of Joe Flacco coming into Baltimore with Scares the Browns them. terrifies them. them. Uh-huh. Terrifies them. Be Joe's penultimate moment. Yeah, That's of, right. of beating Lamar head to head after I he mean, was replaced all those years ago would be storybook stuff. Really would be. Andrew. So yeah, I, I I let's I'm bringing on. I'm so excited, <laughs> Jake. I'm so excited for all to unfold. Me too, man. And. uh the first one's going to be a tough one, and, and they got to get ready to go, and hopefully this week has treated them well um, to get ready to go, and, and, the, and the time off helps them because they yeah. are going to be challenged in a very big way. So we Miles can't wait Garrett. to watch it. Miles Garrett. We will be uh, – we'll Houston be, and wreak, wreak some havoc. Right on, man. All right, so we'll cover it all for you guys in the coming days. For now, that's it. We will check in with you guys uh, tomorrow as well. Obviously, we'll get you some more of what we learned about the game and try to maybe break a little bit more of that down. And then just start really getting in depth with the Texans so that we can figure out what the Browns have to actually do to win this game and get behind the schematic details uh, as well, because I think that'll be important as we consume what happens on Saturday at 430. So all of that and plenty more at the OBR. We appreciate you guys making this podcast a part of your Monday. You know, we appreciate that greatly. Make sure to join the website where we get, I think, the best Browns community you will find online. So for Andrew and myself, thanks again. Go Browns. Go Browns.